Welcome to season two of the Pivot Podcast. Season two. I, I love season two. Me too. Okay, this is probably one of my favorite seasons. So I'm so excited to start getting going on it. This mm-hmm. is season two, episode one. The one with Ross's new girlfriend. <laughs> Julie. I feel about her in a very like berry way almost. Really? Not that aggressive, but like... She's preventing the real love story. Yeah, it's not her fault, but we hate her. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so before we get into the episode, I kind of wanted to get into what was happening in New York City. We did this at the beginning of mm-hmm. season one. So we're going to do it again. We're going to set the table. What's happening set in 1995? Yeah, so we got a few things happening. Um, Sorry, this is a little dark we're going to start off with, but uh, 1995, April 19th, Oklahoma City bombing. Oof. Pretty brutal. Um, That was not a good one. Although I will say, so I did live in Oklahoma City for a brief period of time. Mm -hmm. That is one of the most beautiful memorials. Is it really? It is incredibly gorgeous. I've never seen it. It is very tragic and sad. Was that Timothy McVeigh? Yes. Okay. Fucker. Yes. Um, But the way that they did that memorial was so beautiful and just um, metaphoric. Mm -hmm. It is kind of sad because you do recognize how many children were killed because there was a daycare in that building. Oh man. Um, so it, was a da- it was a building for federal workers. So, um, but it is, it's very symbolic. It's very beautiful. So if you guys go to Oklahoma and go to Oklahoma city, I highly recommend going and go at night. Oh, is it lit up? It's lit up. It's, it's really, really cool. So highly recommend that one. Okay. Now a little bit lighter, fair. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan returns the NBA. Very topical too right now. <laughs> go Nuggets. As the Nuggets are in the finals. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Hello. So he came, he retired and then he came back. So this is when he's back. He's back. Um, This is when he went to minor league baseball. Oh, he played baseball. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Is this when he also filmed Space Jam? I don't know if it's when he filmed it, but it's at least he filmed Space Jam after. Yeah. Space Jam was in the 2000s. Yeah. It was, oh, Space Jam was 1996. Oh, holy shit. So he would have filmed it in 95, right? If they released it in 96. Yeah, because they, I mean, they reference it. Yeah. Because the whole point of Space Jam is bringing him back to the NBA. Yeah. And which he goes on to win the finals. What is it? 96, 97, 98. He wins three in a row. Yeah. So. Oh, how fun. Yeah. I love Space Jam. I know. So, okay. Don't, don't cry, you guys. So I got a few numbers for oh, you. Oh, these so. are depressing, Natalie. Yeah, try, try your best, okay? So 1995, the average cost of a new house is $113,000. Was this in New York or like nationwide? This is nationwide. Okay. Fabulous. So, yeah. Um, average income per year is about thirty six grand, which Ugh. makes sense if your average cost of a house is 113. Yeah. Um, average monthly rent is 550. <laughs> wow. Cost of a gallon of gas, Ugh, 109. Oh, that's why you go electric. Lord, I paid. I got really excited because for some reason in one day, the cost jumped 60 cents and I like had just caught it at the right time. <laughs> it's so the small st- things. This is so stupid. Um, average cost of a new car is $15,500. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, loaf of bread is $2 ground coffee per pound is $4 and 
you guys, a dozen eggs was 87 cents. Oh my God. Now it's like fucking $12. Yeah. Isn't that for insane? good eggs? That's insane. Of course I'm going to buy the good eggs, right? I want the good eggs. Damn the fancy it. eggs. <laughs> this is a fun one. Windows 95 released by Microsoft. Is that with like the sprawling green and blue nature background? Yes. And the, the little man with the, f- the file folders? Yes. The little like file guy that helps you or whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. All right. JavaScript was first introduced and deployed in 95. What is JavaScript? It's a soft, isn't it antiviral software? I'm pretty sure. You're asking the wrong person. I am asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure is it okay now i'll google it yeah we'll look it up but this one this one's a good one ebay started oh in ebay they're still going they're still going oh yeah they're they're big people turned businesses into ebay into businesses Mm -hmm. i love that it's the original like etsy poshmark yeah all those third party retailers totally it's the og Mm -hmm. um the movie that won the Academy Award is Forrest Gump. Love it. And I did see Tom Hanks did win Best Actor for Forrest Gump. Oh, he should. Yeah. Forrest Gump was good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we did talk about this in our last episode that one of the top songs of the year is Gangster's Paradise. Did you go and listen? By Coolio. No, I didn't. Oh, my God. I should have. But I know the next two. Oh, By yes. TLC. Waterfalls and Creep by TLC. Yes. TLC was like dominating the yeah. radio. Which, hell yeah, girls, get it. Um, okay, I have a question. Yeah. Just seeing the creep, I'm sure some people probably think of like the song Radiohead's Creep. Yes, yeah. Can I get your thoughts on Radiohead? I don't really have them. I think that Radiohead is probably one of the worst things I've ever heard in my <laughs> fucking life. They make my ears bleed and I hate them. Oh my God. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. Hate. I'm trying to think. We were in the car the other day and my husband was playing something. And I was like, he's like, why'd you change? And I was like, I just don't like them. It's just like whiny emo, like uh, music. It is very. It's the worst. And you cannot change my mind. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to try to. I don't really have an opinion. You don't either. care enough. I, I just have such an opinion of just like, can we stop Radiohead is the worst, worst of all time. Oh, I know who it was on the on the Ooh. radio that he was playing now. Hot take, come at me if you want to. I do not like Limp Biscuit. I I can't. I'm probably the same way you feel about Radiohead. Of like, okay, go yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, I have that. No, does not affect me at all. <laughs> no opinion one way or the other on you, but like, I absolutely despise Limp Biscuit. I just don't it, like. I just don't connect with their music. Mm. Sorry, not sorry. It's also a very terrible name. Limp Biscuit. It just sounds like a lame penis. Well, yeah. Flaccid. Mm-hmm. Flaccid Biscuit. <laughs> Flaccid. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So we wanted to look at how old are all the friends. And here's the reality. <sighs> no one fucking knows. I, this is actually a thing. So like we were like, oh, it'll be cute. We'll talk about how old the friends are at the beginning of each season. But like there's actually an article that I found by Screen Rant that is like, the the show just messes up the ages of the characters so bad. Like I so think, much. I think Joey last season what they said he's twenty five in this article by Screen Rant. We'll have to pay attention. I think they said they age him up three years in the second season. 
Oh my God. We'll have to pay attention. But like, if you guys want to go, this article by Screen Rant, it just talks about like, they just never like Phoebe's birthday changes. Rachel's birthday changes. Yes. Like the only person, people whose birthdays kind of stays um, pretty standard. Let me find it. I think it's like Ross and Monica. Of course it's the Gellers. <laughs> it's the Gellers. But yeah, it's just, they just, you cannot track their ages because they all go to, I think Phoebe's is probably the worst. Cause like they say, and, and Rachel, cause Rachel, like Phoebe's is in what? February in the first season. And yeah. then later it's like in October. October. Yeah. And then, um, oh wait, it says, yeah. The only characters whose age didn't constantly change was Monica's. Oh, good for you, Monica. <laughs> and then like, cause Rachel, tur- it's funny, like Rachel, when they had her turn 30, they mentioned she was 29 years old, two seasons earlier, but oh she's the same God. year as Monica. Like they just can't get it right. Oh. And then like Rachel talks about being like an Aquarius, but then like it, her signs are wrong. It's, it's a whole thing. We're going to have to keep track as we go. So mm-hmm. in season one, the way that we have it is that Rachel and Monica are both 24. Mm-hmm. And then that Joey is 25 and then Ross Chandler and Phoebe are 26. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing is remember in the one with the ick factor mm-hmm. and they were giving Monica shit about dating the young guy. Mm-hmm. And she goes, eh, you could pass for like 25, 26. And she goes, I am 26. Here we are again. She says I am 26. Yes. I thought she says I am 25. No, I'm pretty sure it's 26. We have to go rewatch that. We'll rewatch it again. Cause I didn't catch that enough. Yeah. Here's the, here's the one with Rachel. So, um, Rachel's birthday at one point, there's an episode in the season that Rachel says she's an Aquarius, but other moments suggest that she was born in February. So <gasps> she would, or May. Oh my gosh. Which, which makes her a Taurus or a Gemini, depending on when, when in May. Yeah. But and then Rachel told Gunther her birthday was May 5th, like later. So it's just weird. It's all fucked. Okay. It's yeah. all fucked. We're just going to let go of the birthdays ish. We'll come back to we'll, them. We'll track them when they happen and yeah. see if it makes sense. Cause really the show, when the show is airing should be when the show is taking place in real life. So like mm-hmm. really they should all be pretty much a year older, right? Like Monica and Rachel 25, Joy 26, Ross Chandler VB 27. Yep. Exactly. We'll see. We shall see. So this episode, our writers are Jeff Astroff, half mm-hmm. of our Jeffs, and Jeff. Mike Sikowitz. Sikowitz. Never get sick of saying his name. No. Our director is Michael Lembeck. I don't know if we've had him yet. I don't know this man. I do not know this man. And then our original air date is September 21st, 1995. Okay. Let's get into the episode recap. This episode has some of my favorite side stories. The main one is Ross and Rachel. Yes. And then you've got Phoebe and and Monica and then Joey and Chandler. Oh my God. Okay. So let's get into Ross and Rachel, shall we? The big one. We shall. So we pick off from last season. Rachel is about to see Ross at the airport. She doesn't know he's coming off the jetway. She sees him with Julie and it's obviously not platonic. They're like nuzzling. Oh yes. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> and so they have a very awkward hello exchange. Rachel then like races back to the apartment to tell the others. And she's pissed at Chandler because she's like, what the hell? I thought he liked me. Now he has a Julie. <laughs> he has a Julie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's like, okay, Rachel with the like racist hello. Oh my God. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our country. country. 
Thank you. I'm from New York. <laughs> so bad. That did not age well? No. At all. Well, yeah. I mean, it didn't age well, but it's definitely one of those things that like- People still do all the time. All the time. Still yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, so Ross and Julie come into the apartment. Ross introduces everyone to Julie. He explains that they met, they used to go, they went to grad school together. And when he got to China, Julie was in uh, charge of the dig. Yeah. This is where I had at our, you know, season finale with our good friend, Britt. I was like, how did he go to grad school? Because that was my whole thing. Oh yeah. I know that they met in grad school Mm -hmm. and it's because I had you had I, your timelines wrong. I, no, I thought that Ross was younger than Monica. Oh yeah, no. I can't <laughs> believe I thought that. I went home and I was like so disappointed in myself. Like I should know better. Well, you did lose a trivia, so. Don't remind me. <laughs> Just wait till this end of this season. I'm coming. The, the Natalie strikes back. <laughs> okay, so the next day at the coffee shop, Rachel's like, uh, Chandler, you need to talk to Ross because you you need to fix this. You told me he loved me. So Chandler talks to Ross and he... And, Ch- and Ross is like, dude, it was your advice that you told me to move on. Like, so I did. Ruh row. And Chandler's like, oh, fuck. Don't you find this exchange like so like cute high school? Like, yeah. Can you go talk to this boy for me because I like him? Can you find out more for me? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of adorable high school stuff. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you like me? Yeah. <laughs> Pass the note back. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> So Chandler then tells Rachel, he's like, they're having fun and this disappoints Rachel. I know. I feel bad. I I, I, I mean, it, it sucks because now we feel bad for Rachel. Like the script is totally flipped. Yes, but it needed to flip because we were really sick and tired of feeling bad for Ross. That actually is a very good point. Yes. It had to. They knew they knew our patience was wearing thin. <laughs> very thin. So back at the apartment. Oh my God, this killed me. Ross was so annoying. Ross is on the phone with Julie. He's being so unbearable making kissy noises playing the hang-up game did you you hang up no you hang up oh my god you hang up i'm sorry i've never done that oh have you done that well yeah i mean we were all in seventh grade once natalie oh well yeah i don't know i just i don't know maybe i'm an old soul i just i didn't like like this this is too childish goodbye click talk to me about your taxes in eighth grade i'll talk to you later click click (laughs) But like, okay, when you're like 26 years old, if no. so, if one of us did that around, I'd be like, excuse me, well, are we 10 years old again? Sitting right in front of your friend too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's really also irritating. It's like, you're doing this also in front of the girl that you had a major crush on. Like it just, mm. is it performative? I don't think so, but it like, I don't know. Is he just like so happy? Like, I just don't understand how he could like, regress to this type of behavior it's pathetic i think that he's just so in like puppy love that he doesn't even realize how annoying he's being yeah like he's just in his own little ross world yeah it's not cute no it's not it's not so ross is has pissed rachel off with his phone nonsense and rachel storms out of the apartment yep (laughs) naturally next morning she reveals oh she brought back paolo Dude, okay, I forgot that of this episode. And then I was like, oh, that's right. Buongiorno tutti. The weenie from Torini has returned. The little buongiorno tutti, I I say all the time. Do you? Buongiorno tutti. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. 
Um, Rachel knows she shouldn't have. She knows it was a mistake, but honestly, do we blame her? I don't blame her. Oh, I don't blame her at all. No, no. Especially with that show of affection with Ross on the phone. I would have like slit my wrist. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah. I would definitely go find myself my Paulo who like, I'm not going to have a deep conversation with like, let's just like get, just some go ag- get laid. Let's just get some aggression out. Yeah. So Ross walks in, Paolo's there. <laughs> hey Ross. <laughs> I do Raquel. I do Raquel. <laughs> Ross is not happy to see Paolo, but also like go fuck off Ross. Yeah. You have no reason to not like Paolo. Nope. You have nothing at no. this point. Rachel, Rachel is like upset. She confines in Joey. She's like, what am I doing? I feel so stupid. And Joey's like, you got to talk to Ross because he's been in love with you forever. And he's only known Julie for like a week. Saged wisdom from Joey. I know. For a moment. So good. So good. And then he kind of loses it, but yeah. Rachel, Rachel then, you know, tries to tell Ross on the balcony about her feelings. He interjects, which is just like, Ross, you fucking idiot. He interjects and is like, you deserve to be with somebody who appreciates you because he's telling her how shitty Paolo is. Yeah, yeah. And gets how amazing you are, just like how I feel about Julie. I have had that exact same situation happen to me in elementary school. Seriously? Yes. Like I had a major crush on this kid and he was dating, dating, air quotes, you guys, this is sixth, huh. sixth grade, okay? He was dating this girl that was like newer to school or whatever, and his friend liked me, but I didn't like the friend like that. And they're like, you got, you just need to be like happy like we are. And they would like hold hands and I'm like, oh, in sixth grade too. In sixth grade, they were trying to get me to like go out with him. And yeah, so, so I know that feeling of like, yeah you don't even know what you're doing do not flaunt your newfound love in front of my face please right so gross so because ross interjected she cannot tell him how he feels exactly so ross and and basically that's that's pretty much that where they are their story ends ross walks away rachel bottles up her feelings here we are now with the love triangle that we knew was coming and it's actually, this one's entertaining to watch for me. It's not, it's not bad because we did watch Ross suffer for so long. And so it's like, all right, well, I guess it's Rachel's turn. It is Rachel's turn. They both must come together after their collective I suffering. Know. Let's talk about Joey and Chandler. Oh my God. Yes. What do you think about this story? I think it's fucking hilarious. Okay. Me too. So Chandler needs a good tailor. <laughs> Joey has a good tailor, Frankie. He's been doing his family's tailoring forever. So Chandler goes to see Frankie, the tailor. Frankie's doing a zine seam and then, oh, cups his balls. <laughs> it's so... The, the music is, and the timing and everything in this scene is so great. It is so good. And his facial expression of like sticking his neck out like... Yeah. Like, what? He's like clapping his hands together and he's like, hmm? hmm? I'm getting my balls cupped by the tailor. This is not appropriate. It's so good. It's so funny. Yeah. So... Chandler goes back to the apartment and he's pissed at Joey. He's like, yo, Paisan. Okay, do you understand that? Paisan? Uh, yeah, what's that reference? That's just like an Italian like reference. Like, hey, Paisan. Okay. Like, so just like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, am I missing a reference here? Okay. No, it's just like an Italian like, hey, dude. Okay. Um, Joey's confused. He's like, that's how they do pants. <laughs> and Chandler's like, What? It's like, yeah, you, you take the inseam, you go up one leg, you move it over to the other side, you go up the other, you move it back, and then they go to the rear. 
This is probably one of my favorite quotables from this is, yes, yes, that is how they do pants. In prison. In prison. Like, and Joey's like, that's not how they do pants. Like, this whole exchange is so funny. <laughs> He's like traumatized now. Like, I know. Oh my God. This guy's been cupping my balls since I was like 15 For years 12 old. years. Oh my God. And then this, the episode ends. He calls his dad, dad, I swear that's not how they do pants. <laughs> this is such an entertaining, like lighthearted side story. Mm -hmm. And this is where they really change things. Like everything is so on point, but you've got like the main character, which is like the main big meaty chunk of the burger is Ross and Rachel. But mm -hmm. then you've got like the little bits, which are like the cheese and the pickle and all those sorts of stuff, which are the Monica or yeah, Monica and Phoebe. And then the Chandler and Joey. Yeah, they're the pickles. They're the pickles. Funny story. I was talking to Graham. We were in Santa Monica this last weekend and we were watching friends and he was like, Oh man, like we were talking about who his favorites are. And I think he, he loves Monica and Chandler and Joey. He's like, I just love how dumb Joey is. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like I hate, the dumb Joey stuff. He's like, I just think it's so funny. Cause like he is so dumb. And I was like, there really is a friend out there for everyone. There really is. Somebody you know? does love Joey. Somebody does love Phoebe. You do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Speaking of Phoebe, let's talk about Monica and Phoebe. Oh my God. So Monica sees that Joey and Chandler have new haircuts, which is the only time they've like explained a hair change on the show ever. I noticed that I was like, Ooh, they did a really good job because obviously they're continuing the storyline. And so it's not like there's been this gap in time, mm -hmm. but there has in real life. Mm -hmm. So they have to address it. Yes. They did a good job there. So she's trying to get Phoebe to give her one. Phoebe's really hesitant because she knows that Monica's a huge control freak and is not going to be a good experience. Also a great quotable. Well, I'm really neurotic. And it, what, what does she say? I'm, I'm really controlling and neurotic or something like that. She's like, no, she, you're not. And she goes, I know, but you, you are. are. I was I trying to spare your feelings. Yeah. But Monica convinces her. Yes. And then we get into the haircut, mid haircut. Monica is obviously not ha happy. She's like wincing as Phoebe's like cutting hair. And Phoebe's like, okay, this is why I didn't want to cut your hair because obviously like you're too controlling. And she's like, no, like it, this is just not really like what I thought. It's a little shorter. And Phoebe's like, trust me, this is how he wears it. <laughs> uh, Monica's like, how, who wears it? Demi, Demi Moore. Demi Moore is a she. Uh -oh. So Phoebe thought that she said Dudley Moore instead of Demi Moore. Uh-oh. Which M Monica's freaks out and Chandler and Ross make fun of her. End of yes. story. End of story. But also the episode ends. This is funny. Julie asks Phoebe to give her a haircut like Andy McDowell. And Phoebe goes to Rachel because she's like, let me make sure because I fucked Monica's hair up who Andy McDowell is. And Rachel's like, Phoebe knows, obviously. She's like, is Andy McDowell the lady and blah, blah, blah. And Rachel's like, no, Andy McDowell's the guy from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and I was just saying, I was like, yeah, I would do that too. Oh, yeah. Total sabotage. Let's fuck up Julie's hair. Yes. Love that. <laughs> All right. Shall we take a break and then we'll get into our background? There's so much to cover. Tons to cover. Let's take a break and we will be right back. Perfect. Okay. We're back. Let's get into the background research. There's a lot. There's so much, but this is really fun. Yeah. So this is where we hear for the first time Monica's catchphrase. I know. I know. So, it's so good. So fun. And it gets 
not more screechy, but like more prominent mm-hmm. as she goes. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. It's, one, it's the only episode to not feature an opening scene. That makes sense. Instead, the opening theme goes and then just goes into the first scene. Because it was such a cliffhanger. They do such a good job with cliffhangers. Yeah, they do. So, I I mean, you can't have an opening scene. You need Mm-mm. to continue on the story. So, mm-hmm. that would be weird if they did have one. But, yeah, one of the few. And then speaking of Paolo. Oh, yes. This is the last time we see Paolo. Oh, I totally forgot he comes back. I did, too. Yeah. Totally forgot. So, Cosimo Fusco. Mm-hmm. This was the last time. We love you, Cosimo. And we talked about this, I think, in our last episode, but this was this is the first episode shot on stage twenty-four. And there's a few things like you can see that like the background of Monica and Rachel's apartment is different. Yes. But then actually, like the the new location, they actually were able to build an actual central perk with a real street outside that they shoot on. Yes. And so the previous set there was just like a painted backdrop, tinted windows. And now it's like there's clear windows, there's neon signs, there's newspaper stands, like it's an actual set at yep. Central Park. Yep. Yep. This is the the friends stage has arrived. They're making money. Yeah, as they should. This I'm so glad we explained or like looked up because I had no idea when Ross is like, yeah, I give your hair a 10. Yeah, I had a feeling this was some sort of reference. But yeah, I, and I didn't even know who Dudley Moore was. To be No, honest. I have no idea who Dudley Moore I is. I had to look him up. But they did a good job of like making her hair look like Dudley Moore's oh, hair. That does look like Dudley Moore's hair. Right? It's so yeah, It's terrible. So he says, Ross says he gives Monica's hair a 10. Um, and that's the name of the film which starred Dudley Moore. 10. Ugh. And then Chandler's quoting um, Arthur's theme. Um, and that's a film that starred Dudley Moore as well. Gotcha. So <laughs> references that we're too young to know. Oh, yeah. Have no idea. Never heard of Dudley Moore since. Like, no. Meh. What has this man been in? Yes. So this is also one of my other favorite quotables. There's so many quotables in this episode. Yeah. Um, so Matthew Perry says... Okay, you have to stop the Q-tip when there's, there's resistance. resistance. And there's so much laughter and he like continues it on and pretends to have a fake Q-tip. He does such a great job. So in 2017, he actually says that that line is his favorite Chandler quip of the series. Like that's favorite. crazy. There's so many. I know. And I'm like of that of all the ones, like that one, but it is such a good one. I mean, that one does stand out a lot. Yeah. It yeah. does. Let's talk about Julie. Yeah. Lauren Tom, mm-hmm. who I'm sure is a lovely human being. <laughs> we just have to hate her because, you know. Totally. We have to. She She's keeping Ross and Rachel apart. So she is known as her role um, as a daughter in the film, um, The Joy Luck Club. Yes. Did you ever watch that or read that? I didn't read it. I saw parts of it, but I'm like aware of the story. Yeah. It like, was a good movie, actually. I should go back and watch it. a good it. one. Um, she was also Mrs. Tran on Supernatural. Ooh. I never watched Supernatural. I didn't, which is surprising because I really love Dean on uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh, and he's in that. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he's in Supernatural. Um, she also did a lot of stuff on Futurama as Amy. Yes. I thought that, that was interesting that she's got a lot of voice acting. Lots of voice acting, Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's a she's a well-rounded actress. Yes, she is. This is fun. Yeah. We talked about this, the Rachel's line, welcome to our country. Like just assuming that she's an Asian woman and so she like has no idea how to speak English. Therefore, yes. <laughs> 
This was an idea from Lauren. Yeah. From the actress. She pitched it. Yes, because this is her experience. And like she's had this experience so much where people come and approach her in a similar manner because she believing she was a Chinese immigrant. Yes. Without having spoken to her at all. So that's where I'm like, it kind of did. It, it didn't age well, but at the same time, it's also so applicable to today. Yeah. And I didn't want to say it earlier, but it's like knowing that she pitched it. It's also like, okay, it's, it's totally her experience too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, didn't age well, but still unfortunately happens well, it all the time. It doesn't age well on Rachel's part. Cause it's just like not yeah. a chill thing to do, but it's also just like, it just points out that like, it's like when people say like, to somebody that doesn't quote unquote look white or whatever, like, Oh, right. where are you from? Yeah. And they're like, I'm from Florida or I'm from Texas. And they're like, no, no. Where are you from? Like, yeah, you cannot be from the United States of America. If you do not look like a cream puff, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But no, I totally, I totally agree with you. Like you don't, you're not white. Therefore you can't be an American, which is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So that leads us into our moo points, which things that didn't make sense. Yes, we got a few. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will say I did go back and and watch all of the season two bloopers, which, oh my God, like. Are there good ones? I, you guys, I can't wait for bloopers. So there's no hard bloopers this episode, but the ones that are coming, you can tell that they are just so getting into their comfortability in Mm -hmm. the show and just leaning into the laughter one of my favorite bloopers is this season like okay of all don't time. tell us yet oh no i'm not telling you i will wait okay. for that so no hard bloopers but our mood points we have a few so rachel's wearing a similar but different skirt dress than it's the like one. more gray yeah it's it's not and the, exact- the jacket's not the same no that's what the big piece is i was like the jacket is off yeah so i don't know why would they just lose the outfit i don't i don't know I, I don't get it, but that's a mismatch there. Don't like it. Yeah. So when Monica is trying to convince Phoebe to cut her hair, she says that the last time Paolo was around, her hair was much shorter and cuter. However, Paolo was last present in the one with the dozen lasagnas. Monica's hair was considerably longer. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, Monica, your hair has never been shorter or cuter. No, and I'm sorry, but how could you not change that line? Like, go back and look and change that line. That's not that hard. It was convenience. I know. I don't like it. I think it's laziness. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Um, So uh, this part, I always thought that this was super awkward. I know. It was super dumb. Rachel says she'll use the flowers to stop the bleeding. But when she puts them on her forehead, like almost none of them touch the cuts. It just doesn't make sense. No. And it's like, I don't have a problem with the fact that she puts them on her head and they don't touch her cut. I have the problem. I have a problem with the fact that that's what she do- chose to do. Like, I'm just gonna put these flowers on my head. Well, stop the bleeding. Like, what? It's weird. It's weird. It, it doesn't, does, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's too out there. Yeah. The believability factors in the trash with that one. Yeah, agreed. Speaking of that, <laughs> the blood stain on Rachel's forehead at the airport changes size. Now, this totally makes sense because she's literally got like running blood. Mm-hmm. So that's something hard to kind of control, like kind of like how food always is an mm-hmm. issue. And food you and know, liquids. Yeah, food and liquids are always a problem. So, the, you know, that's a that's a dynamic thing to kind of catch. So I will give them a little bit of a pass on okay. that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> this This one was mine. Like... Did Phoebe really think that Monica would request a dude's haircut? This was so stupid. <laughs> really? Dudley Moore. So I'm now realizing that 
there are we talk about stupid Joey, right? Yeah. There are lots of moments where they're kind of integrating a little bit of an airhead Phoebe. Yeah. And I don't mind it. I think it's funny. <laughs> you know, it depends on what it is. Like this type of an airhead move really is stupid. Is it just because you have anxiety? If you were, you're thinking you're Monica and you're like, somebody fucked up my hair. Oh my hair. God. I have haircut anxiety all the time. Like do not cut my hair. If you cut more than like, I tell you, I will lose my shit. Yes. Like I am the worst person with haircuts. And so this cuts deep. Yes. This hits a little close to home. A little close to home. Like, oh my God, if you chop my hair into man, like what? Oh my God. I had, I don't do well with haircuts. No, I, I don't blame you. I'm, I'm very particular now because I had a horrible, horrible experience. Now I have curly hair. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know how to cut curly hair, I'm not coming to your ass. Like do not screw up my curly hair. Do you get it cut dry or wet? My hairstylist has done it both ways. Yeah. Um, recently she just did it dry, but that was because I was trying to get the balayage out. Um, because my sister's getting married. So I didn't want the balayage in her wedding pictures. But uh -huh. she's done it both ways and she'll go by the curl. Yeah. yeah. So before I learned that, I used to go to this woman who um, is like the kindest lady. But I was telling her, you know, I kind of was wanting to try something shorter. And to see like if my curls would kind of pop. Mm -hmm. She went so short. I left looking like um, Shirley Temple. No. I looked horrible. When was this? College. So oh, I shit. called my, you know, now husband, palm boyfriend at the time, like, I look like a boy. Like, it was so Traumatizing. bad. I straightened my hair for months because I could not wear it curly. Well, I, yeah. I looked horrible. You look like a five-year-old. Like I did. I was like, this is ridiculous. I look, I look like my toddler looks now. Like it was oh my God. so bad. In college too. In, in college. And I'm like, I just want to go to a party. I just want to Were you cute. just like doubting yourself and like, <laughs> oh my God. My boyfriend's going to break up with me. Anyways, um, I'm sure he's like, oh God, I remember that. The haircut phase. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm sure there's things that Graham were like, oh, the phase, that phase, this phase. Yeah. But so I, I totally respond to the haircut anxiety. Mm -hmm. And if I were Monica, I think I would have said something way sooner. Like, there's no way I would I'm have let her go so short on the top of my head right away. With like, that mullet. Oh, my God. I think I would have been like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yeah. There's like, no way. Wait, what is, what is happening? That's why you don't let friends cut your hair. Well, and don't cut your own hair. I made that mistake before, too. Did you cut your own hair before? Yeah, it was in like seventh no eighth no seventh grade I had this beautiful hair but I wanted to do like some short pieces on top because I had a wig that looked like that and I was like oh that's cool oh and I cut God. I cut my own hair and I was like well this is fucked and they had to like chop my hair to make it all blend oh my I cut, God I cut like a few inches up here and like right up here and so it was like this short little piece that hung down by my ear and my hair was like way down past my shoulders and so they had to like <gasps> So you looked like you had a mullet. Well, they fixed it. Yes. I didn't have a mullet, but they fixed it. It was like a middle piece up here. Like, like I don't know what I was doing. I was like Picassoing my own hair. Dude, totally. It was bad. That's crazy. Um, and something you talked about earlier is how the 
Central Park and every, like all the stuff the changed. New stage. So one of the things that changed too is the view behind Monica and Rachel's apartments. It different. looks odd. It does look odd. It? Does that change again? I, I think it does. I think it does change again. I think it does. But on to our fashion watch. We talked to this, yeah, with Rachel's like bizarre dress change. Like, did they think we're not going to notice? No. But there are some good ones. Honestly, as much as I am like I'm hating on Julie, like her like black vest situation with the buttons when she we first meet her was like really cool. Super cute. I used to really be into vests. Mm-hmm. Vests were the thing. It was like a vest with the, like a triangle cut out in the center. Like it was just cool. It was cute. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Um Rachel's navy <gasps> blue mechanic button up that says tease. Dude, that is my like outfit of like I, I love that outfit. Like she, we might not be able to beat this season. I, I don't think so. Like that's number one, and I'm just like she's adorable. Mm-hmm. She's got that. the black skirt under it, and then the checkered apron set. Yes. Oh my god, it's adorable. So this is a classic. You know, I'm gonna mm. pick it. Monica's black shirt and high waisted jeans. Oh yeah, the first. You have to. The second I saw that, I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm all about that yeah. look. So good. And then this kind of goes with Rachel's um, mechanic button up that says tease. Chandler has a red button up that says spike. Almost like a bowling outfit. Like yeah. kind of that that. Um, oh, I can't even think of the words. Like I'm a bowling to say. t-shirt. Yeah, it's like a bowling shirt. bowling league. I like it. This was cool, specifically Rachel's brown skirt with the upside down half moon shape cutouts at the top. I'm so glad that you noticed that. And does that skirt kind of look like leather, but it's not leather? I think you? it's probably like sateen or something. Sateen. Sateen, sateen. It, it looked like the material was really cool. Yeah. So I love her skirts. Like Jennifer Aniston is just like the most beautiful woman in a skirt. There, I mean, Jennifer Aniston is by far getting the most attention on the lot for, for fashion. Like, oh yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, they're making Monica kind of plain. She's like simple chic. Mm-hmm. Phoebe is just like out there in all over color world. I don't even know. And then Rachel just gets all the cool stuff. I know. I don't have it on here, but even like the last scene with her like halter jean top, like we've seen that before. Like, yes, her pieces are just cool. Yeah, they're just they're fun. I don't know. They're, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Best friend in front of me. Okay. So I know, I know who my best friend and my friend of me are, but you do not. I know my friend of me. I am struggling on my best friend. Okay. Let's do friend of me first. Okay. Who's do, your friend of me? Ross. Yeah. Ross. Duh. I'm sorry. The worst of all time. But you are so fucking annoying. Like I, kissy noises and the hang up game. Stupid childish it, it it's just like ross is like that guy that you just hate that's just like <laughs> in this episode like i love ross but i never make a i'm not making a good case for him i was watching this and i was like damn and ross really has some bad moments and just like why is a grown man acting like this getting a girlfriend in seven days desperado and then he's acting like he's just like smitten like a 16 year old i know like part of me is like i want to really be happy for ross and I think after this episode, I probably will be. Yeah. But it's like the annoying, it, it is very performative. Like, oh, look at how happy mm. I am. I don't think he's trying to do it to rub it in Rachel's face, but I think he's trying to like, I, I just, or maybe he's just so oblivious that he's in his own little puppy dog world. And I'm just like, Ugh. it's that desperate energy that like the universe knows when you put out desperate energy, no matter what it is, like the universe is not going to respond. 
I mean, what like, you put out there is what you get back, in my opinion. So yeah. Also, yeah, Julie's got to be desperate too. Maybe, or you know, I don't know. I don't want to hate on Julie too much because it's not her fault. You can be nice to her. I'll be a bitch to her. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, it's just Ross is just giving off that desperate, like the nice guy energy. That's just like you're annoying. I hate to continue to revert this back to high school, but that's how it's feeling. Yeah. You know, God, this is going to sound so mean. Okay. You know, like the really like unpopular kids, which I have, I could talk all about like the popular and popular unpopular stuff. So I disagree with like that whole hierarchy and caste system, but (laughs) like the unpopular kids who get together, it's like them kind of being performative for the popular kids of look at me. I have a boyfriend now. I'm as cool as you. It's almost like I'm trying to prove something to like high school is just performative in general. Oh yeah, like. totally. I hated high school. So, you know, and I, worst, but that's, that's how it feels. Yeah. It feels like he's also trying to maybe prove something to himself. Agreed. If we're going to psychoanalyze, that's it yeah. right there. Like, that's it. Yeah. I I have honorable mentions to Joey for not knowing how they tailor pants. Like what? It's That's so not funny. how they do pants. So funny. That's your frenemy? What well, he's honorable mention to frenemy. Okay. My my frenemy is Ross. Okay. Honorable mention to Joey and Phoebe for fucking up someone's hair. I would give an honorable mention to Phoebe mm-hmm. because of how fucked up she fucks up Monica's mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Vidal Sassoon over there. Oh my God. Okay. So best friend, do you want me to tell who my best friend is? Yeah. I, my best friend is Rachel. Okay. Because I just think you really, you empathize with her of just like, she got to a place where she was like, you know what? Like I can see myself with this person that I've only thought of as a friend. Mm -hmm. And then she gets there and just to be blindsided by this like nonsense Yes. And have to live through the like high school relationship bullshit. Ugh. I, I think my heart goes out to her. So Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. I agree. And you I think, do? I think I have to go with Rachel because I'm thinking like, obviously Phoebe is my honorable mention for friend of me. I can't give it to Joey. I'm not. And Ross is my friend of me. I can't give it to Chandler. He hasn't done anything other than just, just give like, to him for for funsies funny, his funniness yeah so i think that this is a very rachel centered episode and i do think that watching her go through this whole emotional like tailspin is so relatable of mm-hmm. like i can't have this person so i'm just gonna go find comfort in like the first thing i can find i'm interested to watch through this tailspin of you know now we're on the other side where rachel's pining after Ross mm-hmm. when Ross was pining after Rachel after a while, it just got pathetic. And like you stopped empathizing with him and we're just like, dude, it's your own fault. Like you're not taking action Yeah. with Rachel. I'm already like less annoyed at Rachel's pining. Yes. And I wonder it's different than it, Ross is pining. It is different. And I, I wonder if there's like something in that that's like talk about like normative gender roles and heteronormative stuff. We just feel stuff. bad for like, the woman because you're like, yeah, I've been there, bitch. Right. Maybe that or maybe it's because like heteronormativity of the man is supposed to be the aggressor mm-hmm. and like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. There's something to that. So I agree with you. Let's pay attention yeah. to it and see like. Pay attention to the feels. Is there a point where we get annoyed with Rachel and why, if we don't, why don't we? That's a really good question. Okay. Why don't we? I like it. What's your sandwich rating? So I was going to say a three. 
Okay. But I think I'm going to give it a four because okay. of the quotables. I was, I, w- I was in the exact same boat of like, you know, it's a funny episode, but like, really it's like, that's how, not how they do pants is like so <laughs> funny. You have to stop when there's resistance. Yeah. Like I think the Joey Chandler just brings it up to a four cause it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. It's great. Okay. I like it. Okay. Well we kicked off season two, episode one, the one with Ross's new girlfriend. Boop, boop. Okay, you guys, thank you for listening to the Pivot Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are going to be doing some more stuff on social media, specifically Instagram and TikTok. You can follow us at the Pivot Pod. Um, you can also email us, don't take my wind at gmail.com with your questions, comments, and thoughts. We're always taking suggestions. We want to know what 90s movies we should watch, anything yes. that you like, or like you guys need to be turned on to this, okay? Yep. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.